Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday this past weekend. I know I did. Had an opportunity to enjoy friends, family, all that kind of good stuff. Had some great football games to watch, and we're definitely going to get into those here momentarily. A few studs that didn't show up, a few guys that came out of nowhere and won you ships, or either you're still in the running for those championships. Uh, So we're definitely going to go through all that good stuff. It's me, the fantasy football fiend himself, Zay. And of course, I got my main man with me, Young Vander. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy fiends, what's going on out there? And my guy, bro, Joe. Holla at him, Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Let's go. Did you guys do anything special out of the ordinary for the holiday? Are you planning on doing anything for New Year's coming up or just kind of enjoying the fam? Nah, nothing special, man. Just uh, another day for me. I mean, you know, as you get older, you got kids. I mean, it's not really for you anymore. Right. So. <laughs> Facts. I mean, I didn't receive one gift this year, so, right. I mean... <laughs> I don't feel no way about it. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things. I can definitely understand that. (laughs) I got like a decent sized family. So they come down here and I'm being, I'm going to put myself on blast for the show. Um, My whole family, my immediate family, all women. So I'm stuck in the Christmas with, I like it or not. So I got a ton of gifts. All of them was fire. And then until we play Uno for money and gift cards. I made out (laughs) uh, Visa cards, Amazon cards. I got the Mrs. One for, uh, home goods like we just we do it big with the uno we don't play around with that yo that take me back man with the uno tunk spades when i was coming up that whatever kind of cards you had it was some kind of game that we can uh get into and maybe exchange a couple of shuffles based upon we set put up real money too and the kids oh, like, we'd be having like 20 dollars games for uno during the christmas yo <laughs> that's what's up that's what's up well i'm glad you guys uh enjoyed your christmas holiday Uh, we got new year's coming up that'll definitely put college football at center stage but let's go ahead and get into the news so those of us that still have games to win we can kind of figure out exactly how to navigate Uh, for others this may just be purely for entertainment and you're going to get that too so let's go ahead and start with the news And now your fantasy news. All right. So let's get right into the news. We have Miles Sanders, who finally started to be utilized by Philadelphia the way a workhorse running back should. And he broke a bone in his hand. So um, there's still going to be additional tests done to see if he can play through it or if it's going to be something that's going to require surgery or extensive rehab, things of that nature. But Miles Sanders does have a broken bone in his hand. Dag, Joe, your boy just can't catch a break. Man, I'm feeling sorry for him, bro. Like this is like his fourth injury. They might think about to go draft somebody. They got bodies right now. 
Gainwell may end up playing a bigger part. They got Boston Scott. They got Jordan Howard. I mean, they they have that full committee back there. But man, this guy just can't catch a break. Jordan Howard won't be available. It seems maybe coming up. Maybe yeah, down to he, just Scott and Gainwell. What was Jordan Howard's injury? Didn't he have like a knee or something? Or? Right off, I can't remember right off, but it, it did seem like we'll get uh, to that. But I know, yeah, he was hurt. He too. won't be. A, he won't be available coming. So it's gained well, and so I guess Boston Scott is no longer just a part of the special teams anymore. So they, <laughs> they had they had to back up from that one real quick. I mean, what a difference a week makes, right? He took his punishment on the chin, I guess, and now they need him again. Boston Scott and Gainwell are the only game in town for Philly. You got Adam Thielen. He returned, but then he picked up a new injury. He was en route to having a pretty decent game. I mean, he had three receptions on three targets for 40 yards in Sunday's 30-23 to 23 loss to the Rams. So he, he was en route to having a pretty decent game. Cousins was targeting him at his normal rate, if you will. And he ended up getting hurt again. Um, he he took a pretty decent lick. Basically, what ends up happening is, you know, he had that ankle injury. And when the guy tackled him, he tackled him from behind. And kind of the weight of the tackler ended up on the ankles. He kind of was tackled by the lower extremity. So he slid a few yards with all of that weight bearing down on his ankles. And he wasn't able to get back up without assistance so he may have re-aggravated that same injury or it may be something completely new but he was in quite a bit of pain laying there on the field i'm, I'm, I'm never happy to see anyone go down but the guy i'm playing against yeah in the, in the semis has uh adam thelian and uh once i seen that and i seen the frustration on his face i was like yes okay no more points from him. <laughs> yeah there were a couple of those that i was just like uh-oh I, look, I hope it's just a one-week injury for you because I don't want anyone to be yeah. you know, hurt long-term over nah. a game that I'm playing. But yeah, just be, just be go, for the just rest go of down for game. a couple hours. Yes, for <laughs> right. a couple hours, man. <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Alaire, an injury to the shoulder. So he sustained the injury to the shoulder on Sunday and that 36-10 to 10 trouncing of the Steelers. That was crazy. Um, but they don't exactly know the significance of the injury, so they will be doing a few more tests on today and we should have more information as far as the extent of his injury in all likelihood this is going to be a pivot to daryl williams so keep your eye out for that just in case clyde can't go curtis samuel he didn't suit up he's still dealing with injuries like he he's had just had an injury plagued season if you will the the washington football team in general is just Injury riddle. It'll be interesting to see what goes on with them in the offseason. It seemed like they had a decent team, but they just literally got their heads beat in yesterday. Dallas could have put up 70 points on them boys if they wanted to. That's it is what it is. But Curtis Samuel hasn't really been much of a help to his team or your team anytime this year. You have Daryl Henderson, who had a knee sprain, but Sony Michelle picked up right where he left off. He's been able to carry the load. They activated Cam Akers, but he didn't actually do anything yesterday. So he is eligible to return. He still might not return until the actual playoffs, but they had to go ahead and designate him to so he'll be in that window of availability. James Robinson tore his Achilles. Uh, that's been confirmed. That's what they thought it was out on the field, and it has now been confirmed that he tore his Achilles. So the season of one Mr. James Robinson is now over. That was a pretty big blow to the Jaguars. Yeah, a uh, huge blow. It's just disheartening for a guy that was in a doghouse, per se, um, really for no reason. It wasn't that he was just playing awful. It was just that like he's not like was Urban Meyer's guy. 
But if you are a James Robinson owner, you may want to pivot to the guy, uh, Dare, as he was the guy that led the charge as far as carries out the backfield when uh, Robinson went down. So, And Jordan Howard, he suffered from a stinger on Sunday. So that's what was going on with him. How significant that is, we won't know until we see what his availability is for practice during the week. But, um, yeah, he suffered a stinger on Sunday. So that's what's going on with him. Albert Wilson ended up on the COVID list for Miami. Darren Waller was inactive Sunday. He's still going through his knee and back injuries. That's a pretty high draft pick and a pretty tough pill to swallow. Prior to his injury, he wasn't putting up the numbers that you would think a Darren Waller would. So he may be one of the more disappointing players this year as far as fantasy is concerned. Unlike others, though, at least when once he was going, he was going. You made a hard pivot, and it wasn't a, well, let me just keep starting him and hoping for the best. That That's kind of the mind frame that, like, a, a Saquon Barkley will put me in. Like, like, some weeks you're not sure how healthy he may be, and when he is in there, I think he may have had one game that was kind of worth writing home about. So at least he didn't do you like that. You got Alex Collins who was a surprise inactive on Sunday. There, there was no issue as far as the COVID return or the abdomen, but he ended up not playing. So maybe we'll find out what's going on with that. It's been labeled as a coach's decision. Penny's been running pretty well. DJ Dallas has been running pretty well. And now that they see what they have there and those guys are healthy, maybe Alex Collins is kind of back on the back burner. Not a guy that you can pivot to barring injuries. You got Justin Fields, who ended up sitting out week 16. Now it's been indicated that it was an ankle injury that caused that benching, if you will. Prior to, it seemed like it was just like a, a coach's decision because I, I saw nothing last week that indicated that, you know, he wouldn't be able to play this week. He, he um, finished the game without any type of a noticeable limp or anything like that. So we'll see how that ends up going. Vander, correct me if I'm wrong, but is returning to football after five months of an Achilles injury, isn't that way out of the norm? I thought that was like a, yeah, a year injury. That's very Adrian Peterson, Terrell Owens like. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Extremely early. I mean, think about it. You've seen Kevin Durant. Hell, Clay Thompson hasn't played basketball in two years. Two years, yeah. Of an Achilles injury. OBJ had a, a really bad Achilles injury, and by four months, he was already running. So I think it's also genetics, too, because I saw Camp Akers working out, man. Like, it ain't like he looked like his old self. I, say I was that, about man. to say, you can't even tell. Five months, and you, you're literally back. In, I mean, he, he could have played this week, but that's interesting. Um, DeAndre Swift ended up missing his fourth straight game. Shoulder injury, so Williams kind of showed the low. Matt Breida was a healthy scratch. They went back to the Singletary-Moss tandem in Buffalo. Travis Kelsey was officially ruled out for Week 16. Didn't matter much. Kansas City did what they had to do against the Steelers. And um, Mike Evans, he could return for Week 17-18. Man, Antonio Brown picked up right where he left off. Ended up with 10 catches in a pretty easy game for them to tackle but Antonio Brown definitely may have been worth that stash while he was suspended especially seeing as how he's pretty much the only reliable target out there for time to go to play in and play out outside of Gronk and Braid is normally pretty decent as well but Antonio Brown seems to be the go-to guy now so if you were able to get him or in some cases he may still be on waivers if you have uh, COVID situations going on injuries going on things of that nature I wouldn't necessarily 
in, in most cases, when you're this deep into the season, it's one of those, hey, go with the guys that got you there. But due to the situation, if, if that guy is happens to be available, because a lot of teams haven't been able to make moves based on not being in the playoffs for a couple of weeks now. So who knows? Somebody may have gotten rid of him because he wasn't going to be playing in a week that they had to win or they were out. So just take a look and see what's going on there. Uh, Jared Goff was out, but that didn't slow down Amon Ross St. Brown. Joe, you touted this man coming into the season. Again, Joe is our college football expert. I hadn't heard this man's name and after a couple of weeks early in the season where he didn't do a whole lot. We kind of forgot about him, but Joe was pounding the table as far as Amon Ross St. Brown is concerned. And this guy... He looks like he could be a, a a Debo Samuel Jr. type of a situation. They give him carries out of the backfield. He doesn't go down very easily, yards after the catch, all that kind of good stuff. And I believe you said, I could be wrong, maybe, maybe it was another guy, but didn't you say your comparison for him was Tyreek Hill? Or was that another um, one? Yeah, that'd be another another guy. If I'm looking was that at, Tony? Uh, I actually would compare him to probably like Robert Woods, actually, in fact. Okay. And they're from the same college. He's a very, very nuanced route receiver. And he's up there with being compared to one of the best ever at USC, which is big because Robert, we all know Robert Woods. A Tyree Kill kind of guy would probably have been, I would say Tooney's up there, but it's somebody else. That's Maybe a, Kadari. oh no, Rondell Moore was. Rondell Moore. Okay. I, I got you. Tyree I got you. Kill. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the, those were three of the wide receivers that you kind of hung your hat on uh, between Kadarius Tony, Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, and Amon Ross St. Brown. And I want to say there was one other rookie in there. Um, I'm kind of focusing on that because now for the playoffs for those that are done with playoffs or even if you're still in the playoffs a lot of us are in dynasty leagues and a lot of these names may not kind of be on the tip of your tongue you might be able to go kind of snatch some of these guys from someone that doesn't exactly know what they have prior to um, going into the offseason and things of that nature so with Dynasty, the game never stops. That's why I love it. You had uh, LaVisca Chenault still on the COVID list. Damian Harris, man, he, he ended up being the silver lining and the dark cloud for the Patriots. The run game came through splendidly again, kind of like with Cleveland. The run game came through. Quarterback play was not good on either side. Your boy Baker threw four interceptions, man. Jeez, like what are you doing? And they only lost by two points. So you literally lost your team the game. There, there's no way that you can tell me that four turnovers don't account for more than two points. Now, the Bills, they did exactly what I thought they would do. Normally in that division, it's well, in football in general, it's hard to beat a team twice in a year, but they weren't going to play second fiddle twice. Uh, pride wasn't going to allow that to happen. Those divisional matchups, they can kind of really go awry sometimes. That's how that one kind of worked out. DJ Moore ended up not doing very much. Cam Newton got benched in the, I want to say, second quarter for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold didn't do much with his opportunity, but I believe that kind of spells the end for Cam. I don't, I just don't see many other teams having a spot for him. That's going to be interesting the way that works out. It looks like Carolina is going to be in the market for a quarterback. And let's say decide to stay in the flames with Sam Darnold, who was injured, you know, and maybe with Sam Darnold and CMC, they may have something. They, they started out looking like they could be hot once those injuries set in. That was that was pretty much it for them. Yeah, I'm thinking Sam Howell would be a nice fit for the Panthers. 
Well, we all got to wait to the pro days, obviously, which is a few months away. But it's a few quarterbacks, even that Willis kid from Liberty, looking real nice right about now. But it's too soon to talk about. But they need to get a rookie in there or something, or hopefully somebody want to come in. A rookie and a vet, maybe. The thing about getting a rookie in there, I don't think that the coach or GM's job will stand long enough for that rookie to either be good or bad. So that's the other issue that you kind of run into with things of that nature. But I believe that pretty much wraps up the news. Let's go ahead and hop into these game reviews. We have the Dolphins going up against the Saints. This game, we're looking at a three-point spread and an over-under of 37. So, Vegas is expecting this game to be a lower scoring game. Traditionally, Monday night games go a little bit higher in scoring, which is kind of interesting as far as the over-under is concerned. But there are some compensating factors as far as that over-under is concerned. Um, You have a rookie quarterback getting his first start with the Saints due to Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill uh, both being on the COVID list. You have the Dolphins defense, which is one of which has been playing as one of the better defenses here as of late. And that combination may spell a very low total for the Saints. Now, with the Saints, their defense is actually one of the more upper echelon defenses, even more so than the Dolphins. So that may spell a lower scoring game for Tua as well as his run offense. So I can kind of see where that over under is coming from, but. It'll be interesting to see whether or not – I think it'll go over. We're, we're talking like a 10-17 to 17 type game um, to hit the to hit the mark there. So what do you guys have on this one? Joe, I know you did a little bit of digging as far as Ian Book was concerned, um, the starter for the Saints. You know, I remember watching him even in college with the Irish or whatever. Um, he's, a, he's a pedigree kind of player. Just like um, – actually, to go into that – Player profiler has him as Colt McCoy as far as comparison, and I really like that comparison. He's only a six-foot kind of guy. He doesn't have a really live arm similar to McCoy, so but he does have a winning pedigree. And to, he's also similar to Taysom Hill in the sense where he did run a 4 or 5 nine, 40 at his pro day, so that's, that's looking well for him as far as his ability to kind of run with the ball tonight. So I think we can kind of expect that. So again, it's hard to say. I, you know, when I watch one of the games he played, he definitely has the measurables to be a backup to the backup. I think he'll suffice tonight, but I don't, you know, going against Miami, it's going to be really tough because he doesn't have the height or the ball placement to kind of bomb it or kind of throw it. A lot of his passes were really short, a lot of screen passes to the tight end, to the running back. He heavily dunked. Well, that's a good point. Kamara might have a feast because a lot of his games, he threw several passes to the running back. So that's what I, I gather from him. He's Again, I like the comparison to Colt McCoy, but he does have great speed with that four five nine forty. With quarterbacks like that, when you don't have any film on them, that first game may be a little bit more difficult to kind of figure out what's what. But then going forward, it's rather easy to, you know, stop the one or two things that they're really good at so the Dolphins may be surprised just in the fact that this guy's speed may be something that they couldn't account for he may be a little bit more accurate than they gave credit for so anytime you're dealing with the unknown it's no different than um in Baltimore who would have thought that Huntley could put up the numbers that he put up no one no one has seen the guy no no one knew exactly what to expect so it's one of those situations to whereas for for a game or two 
It might be exactly what the doctor ordered. Keep an eye out on that. That'll definitely be something that we are looking at in this evening's game. I went ahead and picked him up in my dynasty league just in case he ends up looking halfway decent. I might be able to get a pick or something out of it to a quarterback needy team as far as dynasty is concerned. Hopping into the game reviews, what happened to your boys? 49ers took an L this week, 20 to 17. They shut them out in the first half. And the Titans just came storming back on, on the back of A.J. Brown. Um, literally, this guy had a great game on his for his first game back. Uh, the Titans basically rallied from being down 10 at the half and edged out the 49ers 20 to 17. It was it was a really entertaining game, but the 49ers just didn't have the juice in the second half. In my opinion, I think Jimmy Garoppolo just punched his ticket out of town. <laughs> I really think this was the game. It's funny that um, John Lynch just said, like the tweet. Yeah, it's not that. Right. That pretty much was saying, you know. I think he said, uh, you should have left left him in Tennessee or something like right, that. Right. She <laughs> so, liked it by mistake. Okay. Right. Ten you know, he, gotcha. he was in church at the time on the tweet, so that's even funnier. But, I mean, just horrific throws, man. I mean, you were down there in the end zone. You just, what are you doing? You know what I mean? It's just this mistake after mistake. The 49ers have a real big decision to make. I think um, I think they learned that they made the wrong decision by drafting Trey Lance. I think so, too. Because uh, he's not ready. And if he was ready, he'd have been, you know, deployed already. I think Jimmy G will leave. But I do still see Trey Lance maybe not being elevated yet, still sitting back. And we're bringing another veteran. I like a, someone like a Matt Ryan who mm. had his MVP season with Shanahan. Interesting. Um, so he's, yeah. So he's someone that can I like just that. Yeah, he's someone that could just come right in. He he know the lingo. He know the offense. Jump right in. And it sounds like, you know, a marriage made in heaven, in my opinion. For the so, GM, wouldn't that kind of be admitting defeat? Like do, do you think the GM would have enough humility to make a move like that? Because the GM would be the one that had to pull the trigger and Well, you know, not necessarily make um I mean, because you understand a lot of these people they draft on potential. Right. He's not ready yet. Got to leave him in the oven a little bit longer. Not necessarily saying, yeah, it does seem like they made a mistake, but if he's not ready, he's not ready. So maybe he just needs to sit in the oven a little longer and get behind somebody else and watch, you know, for another year or so. But I would definitely bring in another veteran. That's the only scenario you could, that makes sense. I mean, what are you going to do, draft another rookie? You're not going to do right. that. So right. I actually think he is a, a great talent. And he, yeah. you got to kind of take into account he only started two years and then he That's sat true. out the one year to COVID. So he really, like, I think I, to your point, Matt Ryan would be a great person to bring into that season, to the, you know, going into next season. Right. But maybe at the halfway point of next season, he'll be ready because he shows some enamoring things. Yeah. Uh, he does open up that offense running the ball. But he I does. agree with you. Matt Ryan is a phenomenal pick. Yeah, you're going to bring somebody that's not going to take the job completely. At least we know Matt Ryan probably got another year or two left. I so. got a name for you. How about Mr. Tyrod Taylor? No. If Matt Ryan were to go down, you'd have to completely change the offense. They're not anywhere near being the same type of a quarterback. So in my estimation, you would at least, unless you're trying to teach two separate offenses, no, you no, can no, at least no, have no, your starter no, no. be someone that's in the same vein. Like Matt no. Ryan and, and, and Trey Lance are nowhere close. No, no, but see, that's the thing, though. Trey Lance, is he's the odd man in the, in the, in the offense, not Matt Ryan. So you don't want to bring somebody that's – Oh, mobile. That's not Shanahan type of, of uh, quarterback. He like guys that can throw outside now. the lines. They got rid but, of three first round picks. That better be his offense going right. forward. Right. I, I hear that. But <laughs> at the same time, like this guy has won an MVP in this offense. I feel so you. he's not the odd man out. 
I mean, Trey Lance is more. So I wouldn't bring in. It don't have to be a mobile style quarterback. Is what I'm saying. In a, in this system, I mean, you had Kirk Cousins that played well in this system. This system is not really geared for the running quarterback. You know what I mean? Trey Lance was kind of the. This is different. You know what I mean? Maybe we can do some extra things in this offense with a guy with that kind of talent. Wasn't Shanahan with the football team when RG three had his rookie season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- that's that's what that offense could look like with the, with a Trey Lance or Trey Lance type. Yeah, and I think we we also got to remember that Shanahan, McVay, Andy Reid, all these prolific offensive coordinator, when they do these installations for these matchups, they bring a whole bunch of concepts every week into it. So though we don't know what their playbook looked like as fans, you know, Trey Lance had his own set of plays when he was going into the games. And that was on. the thing. And I think like, what be, happened to that? He like, had the injury. Yeah. I think to his hand or something like that. Get a finger or something. And then, uh, oh, so is he still hurt right now? Or no, no, I, I think he's fine. But I think just after that, it was just like I don't think they've seen enough in practice. Is what I'm thinking. I think you know, in practice, I haven't seen enough from him to be comfortable with putting him out there. Does that make it worse? It's almost like in games one and two, I had more confidence in you than mm-hmm. I have now. That's kind of how I'm taking it. Like at least he had packages in those games. Not now, he's just an afterthought completely. So I, I just think I, I don't know if he pissed somebody off or what, but geez. I just think Shanahan playbook is just, you know, it's one of those complicated offenses where the terminology like that's why Garoppolo is a perfect fit for them because he's smart. This guy gets the turn, like, you know, he can assimilate a playbook and, and pick it up. And Trey Lance, I don't think he's there as far as being a football player as far as the playbook. I think it's too much verbiage and things to learn early on. And he'll benefit. Same thing with Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes sat the first year, picked it up year two, and ran with it. One thing about Shanahan, man, not only the playbook and encyclopedia, but (laughs) every week he's adding another encyclopedia. You know what I mean? Mm, Like, this dude is always adding more plays. Right. You thought you had it down. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, because (laughs) I got another 25 I want to add. All right, damn. The next week, I got another 25. Like, you always, you know what I'm saying? Up. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's always something new. And, but, uh, and, and I, I maybe say, this I say Matt rich Ryan, Shanahan marriage is is about to come to an end, and it's gonna go the way of either the owner siding with Lynch and whatever, and 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 Trey Lance, which I'm assuming that was his pick, or maybe it goes the route of Shanahan and whoever he wants to bring in, if he's allowed to bring in a quarterback. I mean, sometimes owners won't even allow you to give somebody else other shot when you give up that kind of capital. So it'll be interesting this off season in a couple years to come as well. We had the Browns versus the Packers. The Packers ended up winning that game 24 to 22. Aaron Rodgers ended up breaking Favre's record for most touchdowns. So he has taken yet another record away from the great one, Mr. Favre. This was one of those games where it really could have gone either way. Baker Mayfield's four interceptions ensured that it went the Packers way. Aaron Rodgers is really good. With him, man, it's like the moment he got an injury, the moment that it's something being said about him, this motherfucker go off, man. It was remarkable seeing that game. If he don't win the MVP this year, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. He needs to win the MVP. He has the best record in the NFL. He's the best player on that team. And it's obvious without him what they would look like. They just really are clicking on all centers. It's going to kind of be sad to see him walk away from the Packers if that is ultimately what ends up happening this offseason. Because, I mean, he is Green Bay. 
way. And, and I don't want to see the vitriol that Jordan Love is going to receive. You talk about being taken down a few notches. If Rodgers leaves, Adams is going to leave. And they've never even had a decent wide receiver, too. So not only do you have to replace Rodgers, but you have to replace a legendary wide receiver as well. Uh, I think it's just going to tank what we've known to be the Green Bay Packers, and it's going to send them railing. Look, don't forget the San Francisco and Aaron Rodgers relationship. This is a team that he's he grew mm. up as a fan of. He always wanted to be. A, he want he wanted them to draft him. He always wanted to play. He's a California kid. He always wanted to play for the Niners. So don't be surprised if the 49ers are are in on Aaron Rodgers also in the offseason. Now that would be bananas if you get Aaron Rodgers and and that. In that system, man, with a Kittle and a Debo Samuel and Lord be honest, Mercy. It ain't too many teams you can name that it wouldn't be bananas if Rodgers went there. Yeah, I mean, but sometimes <laughs> it's just the like, best one for me. I like Denver. I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. If he went to Pittsburgh, think about the weapons they have. They already got a championship defense. If they can actually stay out the field sometimes. Their defense their ain't really good. championship as a whole. I mean, they've had some injuries, but their, their defense has been stout. And all the offensive line play. is horrible also. Absolutely it is. So they would definitely have to fix that between the draft. Here's the thing. If Aaron Rodgers goes there, there'll be plenty of linemen that are free agents that would be willing to block for that guy. A lot of times when that big name goes wherever it's going, brings uh, talent with them. But there are going to be several quarterbacks that will be on the move. This this offseason is going to be it's, it's also crazy. Inter- it's also interesting to see if it's a package deal. Facts. Because, I mean, Devontae may be like, I'm going wherever he go. It's only a few teams that could probably afford both of them. Right. I mean, well, you you move who you got to move, but right. that's and, um, and that would be interesting too. I mean, you give up that draft capital. Hey, let's ship Jimmy G to Green Bay. I mean, because I know they want to get a veteran quarterback. They don't think Jordan yeah. Love is any good. Give him Jimmy G. I can I can see that working out better for Green Bay than what their current situation mm-hmm. would be if they left. So. It makes sense, huh? We'll definitely have several shows with our prognostications as far as who's going where, when they get there, how it affects the landscape going forward and all that kind of good stuff, for sure. Um, we also had the coach that went up against the Cardinals. That was a 22-16 to 16 win for the Coats. This coach team, as Vander likes to say, is hot as fish grease. And the opposite, the Cardinals are cold as ice. They're slipping back to the pack. And I don't know that they're going to be able to recover. They're kind of turning into what most of the talking heads, if you will, thought about them in spite of their record. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of turn it around. Luckily for them, they got enough timber saved up that they can kind of make it through the winter. And hopefully when Hop comes back, that'll give them the the boost that they need to kind of get back to what they were doing man watching this game man further letting me know you know jonathan taylor's good the i mean he's great playing <laughs> with four backup linemen and then after that i think they had two more that got injured during the game so and the tight, tight end was hurt yeah. so playing like Jack a couple Dole, third right. strings and second string they was meeting him at the line like as soon as you get the ball like the arizona defense right there i mean but he still managed to get over 100 yards rushing. Man, this dude, is a, he's a talent. He's definitely a talent, man. This team definitely needs some work still. I think it's time for T.Y. Hilton to go home. Move on, yeah. Um, yeah. But on the other end, man, Kyle Murray, I don't know. I know he's a pro bowler. It, it, sometimes he looks fantastic, and other times it looks like – Uninterested or something. Yeah, he's just – What the hell be going but he, he, he's, I don't know. Maybe he's so nonchalant, number one. Right, so right. I wouldn't yeah. say he's uninterested, but his demeanor is just so – he, he doesn't show much expression. I'm not sure what kind of leader he is. It, what and that's what I was about to say, is, yeah. But his, his face is like Jay Cutler's face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, okay. Like, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Offensive line is just trash. 
like it's not even one pro bowler on there. Rodney Hudson would have been one, but he's yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, that's at center. We're not even that's talking about guards or, or or tackles. I think that's the thing. Like I think this year in the draft, they had an opportunity to even get a tackle and address that position, and he went elsewhere. And look how the difference it makes. Like we we spent so many times on the show where we looked at what the Chiefs did in the draft. And they got up in the second and fourth round, respectively, and got perennial pro bowlers. But yet you have a mobile quarterback who's getting trampled on. And he needs a solid pocket. He's so short. Right. He needs it to to use that arm of his. He got people in his face. He's under duress all game. You had the Lions that went up against the Falcons. That was a 20-16 to 16 win for the Falcons. The Ravens and Bengals, that was a 41-21 to 21 point win for the Ravens. The Ravens were down to their third string quarterback the offense just it wouldn't click which is to be expected for fantasy purposes johnson was able to get in and hold serve that put the Bengals in the front of their division as well they're now atop of the ravens pittsburgh steelers and cleveland browns so here we go Bengals. here we go yeah the Bengals have one of the most outlook potential offenses in the nfl i mean you have three really good receivers it's kind of like it's kind of mirror image of the Cowboys, but I think they're better as far as the receivers. You know, what I mean, they have like uh, three really good receivers, or probably even, or probably you know, it's probably you know, give or take. Um, they have really good, a decent running back that can also catch the ball in the backfield. A good quarterback, like they have one of the most explosive offenses to look forward to in years to come. I mean, it definitely was on full display this past weekend against Baltimore. Uh, DFS, I had Joe Burrow off. As my quarterback, I knew he was gonna light them boys. I didn't know he's gonna go that crazy. He's coming off a big game from, with against them a few weeks back. They, their offense is extremely explosive, man. I would like to see them um, tinker the defense a little bit. This team could be something to watch in the playoffs, man. They, they, they're sneaky. They could be a team that can um, definitely upset a few folks, man, in the playoffs. Yeah, if, you, if your defense don't come to play, they'll definitely run up scoring. Yeah, I mean they got I don't know about three them in the playoffs, good receivers, man. You say you don't know about yeah. them in the playoffs? Nah, definitely not. Because the thing with the Ravens, they've been eviscerated by their DBs. All of them banged up and or out. Right. And then, too, they, they defensive line is just mediocre at this point. Calais Campbell is a shell of himself. They lost two of their linebackers to free agency. Patrick Queen is not who he was at Oklahoma. Like, I can go on and on about how underwhelming their defense is. And they just, they got their ass lit up. That shit was But disgusting. on paper, right? Like, you got Joe Burrow. I mean, he's the key. But, I mean, you got T. Higgins is coming to his own. He's looking. Uh, you already see how Chase is playing this year. And Tyler Boyd, who I thought was going to be really good this year, he seemed like the odd man out. But even, you know, here and there, he'll get, you know, he throw his his uh bed in and uh Ozoma is pretty decent tight end. You got Joe like the offense itself, I'm just saying, like they can sneak up on some people, I think. The defense isn't really that bad looking at the numbers. They got a pretty good pretty good against the run. Their front's pretty good. Uh not so much on the back end, but I, I don't think they're the team to sleep on because this is the first time in a long time they swept both the Ravens and the Steelers in the same year. Back. This is the Bengals we're talking about now. Have they done that before? Um, I think 2000, maybe two or something like that was the last okay. time. It was, it's been a long time, but oh, we talking mean, Carson Palmer? Yeah, like okay. it, was a, it was a while. You know what I mean? But for them to sweep both of those, I mean, come on, this is the Ravens and Steelers, which is the yeah. guys that's usually running the division. So I just feel like their defense will let them down. It's not the offense. I love the offense. I agree with every point you made. Yeah. But they haven't played anybody other than the Chargers that I'm like. Well, oh my well, guess gosh. what? Guess who they play this week? Who they play? 
Kansas City Chiefs. So this right here is going to give us a, yeah, you know, this is, you know, this is the measuring stick, you right? Got, I'm about to say, you got your measuring stick game, right. for so sure. we're going to see now, like, what time it is, you know, two offenses. And the Kansas City Chiefs defense is probably one of the hottest defense in the league. Yeah, right man. Yeah, so, Spagnuolo got them on fire right now. Right. So we're we definitely going to see how that looks on, you know, I, I, this is going to be probably game of the week. Sure. That game got to be close to a 60-point over-under. It got to be. <laughs> it's about to get crazy. You had the Rams that went up against the Vikings. They beat them 30-23. to You had the Patriots versus the Bills. That was a 33-21 to point loss for the Patriots. And then you had the Jaguars and the Jets. The Jets won their fourth game of the season with a 26-21 to point victory over the Jaguars. Like I said last week. Matt Jones, who? Matt Jones, I wanted to see what it's going to look like because everybody's saying, you know, the weather, the wind was swirling, the snow, it was Chris Kringle was in the, uh, in the stands. Look, man, look, man, we talk about Matt Jones, man. <laughs> we talk about Matt Jones, man. You know what I mean? So he was who I thought he was. He's a rookie and there's a lot of growing to do. He wasn't able to, to he, he did, through, at least he threw the ball more than three times, but the completion percentage was low. Not like the Matt Jones we used to see. A couple picks. Yeah, I mean, what more can I say about that? I definitely agree with you. He has some learning to do, some growing to do, and hopefully we have some shopping to do in the offseason as far as wide receivers are concerned. Um, Nelson Aguilar didn't play in this game, but he hasn't been much of a factor most of the season. And Bourne, he's just the guy. So it would be lovely to see the Patriots go out and you know, continue the the trend that they started in this offseason with being willing to spend or maybe even draft capital as far as a wide receiver. Do they have concerned. any money? Oh, yeah. We, we were in one of the best situations as far as capital was concerned. Uh, the draft cap was concerned. That's where we were able to get cheese. so many people. And I then, wouldn't be surprised if Odell Beckham ends up in New England next year. I mean, that's that's one of the guys that I was looking at. Um, I think the cap this year ended up like around 180 something, 190 something. And it's already been stated that it's going to go up to like somewhere near like 220 or something like that so if you're even slightly under the salary cap right now you're going to have enough to pick up two three players and pay your rookies just with the increase in the cap so a lot of teams will be in position to pick up guys so this offseason is going to be interesting because it's not really going to boil down to money for a lot of guys it's literally going to boil down to where they want it to go especially if they can get their name in the hats early because everybody's going to have a little bit more money to spend because everybody had to get to the cap which is several million dollars lower than what it will be so that that's going to make for a very very interesting offseason it's almost like the teams were forced to save money and then the nfl is going to open up the floodgates and say like okay now everything that you invested everything that you saved do what you want to do with it that that'll definitely be something that will impact several shows in in the offseason we had the giants and eagles that was a 34 to 10 point victory for the eagles vander i know you mentioned if you are a dfs player or if the eagles were available in your redrafts or dynasties whatever the case may be go ahead and pick them up for their defense this week i definitely did that they were one of the reasons why i was able to move on to the semifinals in one of my leagues because they ended up putting up more points than my quarterback so thank you for that tidbit um we also had the buccaneers that trumps the panthers 32 to 6 yeah man brady just want to get back to being brady have to come out of the shutout he's want to get back to business ab what can i say man man look <laughs> i mean this is uh i mean but 10 reception ab one of them guys he, he come into play I, that's why i like him i mean he remind me of to a lot as far yeah. as that aspect great comparison they they gonna practice 
just as hard as they play. They're going to keep their body going to be in shape. These are people you don't have to worry about. You know what I'm saying? You got some guys you got to whip into shape during the season to get in shape while the season is actually going on. Nah, he be. So whether he had an injury, COVID, whatever he got going on, just know when he come in the building, you, he's going to give 110% every snap. So, Thanks. But perfect timing. I mean, with Godwin going down, they, they really needed it. And Mike Evans being out. I think the Buccaneers are just as strong and just as scary as any other time. As long as the defense coming to play, number 12 will be ready. I think play. they may be a little bit more scary because people don't realize they didn't win that division last year. Yeah. They, they, they got hot at the right time. And, you know, they, they kind of did what the Giants did almost when, when beating the Patriots. But this team right now, some kind of way is flying under the radar. Even though they're in a better position now to win the Super Bowl than what they were last year. And, and, and it's kind of it's interesting to me that people are, you know, looking at the Rams and looking at, you know, Kansas City's of the world and, you know, the Buffalo Bills of the world, et cetera, and just kind of side eyeing Tom Brady. He's, That's he's not what you want to do this time of year. He's quietly <laughs> having an MVP season as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, don't know I think why. that's the team that may surprise some people. For sure. Especially, like you said, they won the division. They should get the bye, right? Well, it's, there'll only be two teams with a bye this year, and I, I'm not exactly sure how they, they go about the top, doing it. It's probably them and the Packers, right? It's the top guys in the NFC. I want to say the Packers are slightly ahead. Of, I think it's going to end up being depending on how everything ends up in these last couple of weeks, but that's going to give a lot of teams something to play for in week 18. Yeah, the NFC is going to be, I mean, playoffs is crazy. I mean, you got Arizona, the Rams, the Packers, the Dallas. Dallas and Dallas is playing. Yo, the kid, the kid, uh, I know we haven't got to them yet, but um, that kid Parsons just changed the whole. Um, what's the guy's name? Demarcus Lawrence. Those guys, yeah. need to, they need to buy that kid something for Christmas, man. Because he making their job, he making them look like they deserve the money they got. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. before he got there, yep. they was looking like, man, we didn't overpay these guys. But being that he is so disruptive and teams are really like, now I have to really game plan for this dude, man. And it's making their job a whole lot easier. So now they're able to play well. Let me tell you how good Michael Parsons is. The current Vegas prop or the current Vegas line for him to win defensive rookie of the year plus 50,000. Oh, I mean, no, I mean that's, <laughs> that's that's easy. That's a given at this point. So you have to And he's only like minus 300 or defensive player of the year in general. Yeah, but see that's up in the air a little more. But rookie, I mean, so what that mean? You have to spend 50,000 to get a dollar. Basically, hmm. but th th that's that's how locked in it is that he's the defensive rookie. Yeah, of the year. I mean, it's, this guy's <laughs> looking. I mean, I've never seen a Vegas line like that before. Yeah, I mean, it's a given at this point, and it's still worth it if you got the fifty thousand to get a buck. Get it. No, it's not worth it. There's no way that he don't get it. Yeah, but to get a buck is am I am I is that right? Is it fifty thousand to get a dollar or a hundred? I, I, I want to say. I know I want to say it's fifty thousand to get a hundred. If I'm not, if I'm not That's mistaken, not worth it. Maybe it, if you, uh, it's one of the most sure you, bets out there. Maybe <laughs> if you be Sosa, Elon Musk, or something, you just drop like fifty, right? That's what I'm saying. Five hundred million <laughs> on it or something, and you know what I mean, and just turn over, whatever. But five billion dollars and see if you can get no. Nobody with grand. enough money to do that is probably gambling. Right. <laughs> well, Jordan could do it. That's about it. Um, you had the Chargers go up against the Texans. This was the upset of the week, as far as I'm concerned. The Texans put up 41 points and beat the Chargers. I don't know what the hell is going on in L.A., but you can't lose to the Texans and still think of yourself as a playoff-worthy team. 
I know what's going on. You can't stop the run. You can't stop mm. the run. No. Rex Burkhead was out there looking run. like a goat. Yeah. <laughs> they can't stop the run, man. I mean, it's been going on all year. And they've run up the pass. I mean, Davis Mills, you know, the play action didn't start to work. You know what I mean? And even with no Brandon Cooks. Right. You that know what part. I mean? Yeah. So. Can you imagine the Brandon Cooks that played in this game? 200 yards. Man, come on. What are y'all doing? That's that's crazy to me. Like, and their their defense was the calling card of the team. It they was just waiting for the offense to catch up. But I mean, Keenan Allen didn't do very much. I mean, he didn't do anything. Their running game, Justin Jackson. I started him in a couple of leagues due to he a whole bunch of people being out on COVID. Wise. Yeah, he put up a decent game fantasy wise. But I mean, nothing to write home about as far as the the, the game itself would be concerned. That'll be interesting to see what they end up doing this offseason to fix that issue. They got to fix the middle of that D-line, maybe a, a new middle linebacker. Somebody got to be able to stop the run. No, I agree with you totally. Um, This team, they GM got some work to do. Yeah, for real. I mean, you got a, a young nucleus, of course, um, Keenan Allen, the quarterback, Heckler, but it, it needs some work. They, they definitely wasn't having – they're not having a season that people thought in the preseason they was going to have this year. Absolutely not. Herbert and company. Yeah. You had the Bears go up against the Seahawks. The Bears pulled out a win, 25-24. to 24. Man, the writing's on the wall. Russell Wilson's out the building. I can see the Seahawks going as far as waving bye-bye to Russell and Pete. Like, they, they need an overhaul. This team isn't what it used to be. This is not the days of the Legion of Boom where it seemed like Pete Carroll couldn't get a pick wrong. And now he's overspending on players like Adams in the secondary to attempt to recreate. And in all honesty, I don't, I don't see it happening for him. Honestly, this is going to probably be one of the better rebuilds in a long time. And I'm not saying that as a Seahawks fan, but I mean it as far as football in general. If we get rid of Dwayne Brown, we get rid of Russell, that by itself. And honestly, Bobby Wagner, bye-bye. Those three people going will help us a lot of money. To your point, we've overspent on the top five players way too much. And it's almost like the Ravens where they won the Super Bowl, they overspent, and then they had these years of being mediocre. That's exactly what we're going through. And we just have to rebuild. I think luckily, like you said, to your point, I don't want to see Russell go, but at the same time, he deserves to be a $35 million quarterback for the next two, three years for somebody else. Dwayne Brown's 36, 37, goodbye. And I don't want to see Wagner go. Wagner's playing at a high level, but it's not to the same level as what he once was. And I think he still can go somewhere for two years and ball out. So let's regroup in the offseason. We don't have much to look forward to other than Brooks, Jordan Brooks, that we uh, drafted and a few handful of, you know, guys like Diggs. And unfortunately, I got to say Adams because he spent $72 million. I'm, I'm right. I'm sorry. I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but this is my question to you real quick, being a uh, Seahawks fan. Russ leaves. Number one, who comes in? And number two, what happens to Tyler Lockett? What happens to DK Metcalf? Dang, so that's a good question. Honestly, we are so close for a cap. Like you said, we needed that extra cap money coming in next year. I honestly can't answer that because we know Gino ain't going to be no damn I got one for you, Joe. This is kind of the year to make that move because there are going to be so many veteran quarterbacks that may be available to you. 
the same guy that you mentioned before, Matt Ryan. Um, you got Jimmy G. I believe that Russell may end up with the Giants and you may have access to Mr. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones with a decent offensive line and those offensive weapons as far as DK and Lockett. I would like his prognosis there as long as they can keep him upright and breathing. The, the main issue with Daniel Jones was the O-line, not him per se. They're going to be a few guys out there. Maybe you hold it in the road for a year or two with Trubisky and you go ahead and give his offensive coordinator from Bills from the Bills, the uh, OC spot with the nod that as soon as Pete Carroll's out of the building, which will probably be next year, this will be your team. Um, but let's see how you install the offense first. Maybe there's something like that. Maybe the Raiders move on from Derek Carr and he's available. Ooh, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of movement this offseason as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Whoever they can bring in, he won't be Russell Wilson. So I don't he won't be. Damn, I agree with that. In. Daniel Jones, Bobby Jones, Gospel, uh, whoever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nah. You know but I mean? you'll be able to have more around them because you aren't paying on Russell Wilson money. That was kind of Joe's point. It, once you get rid of Russell's contract, if you were to get rid of Bobby um, Wagner's contract and Dwayne Brown's contract, maybe you'll be able to do more with less because you have an accumulation of talent versus depending on one guy, which is kind of what Pete Carroll's been doing for the last couple of years and it hasn't been working. Well, I don't think it's dependent. I think they just didn't hear this guy he was speaking when he was saying bring any certain guy these certain weapons they didn't do it they want to run the ball run the ball run the ball and they didn't want to pass the ball and then like it's just like when they had the personnel to do certain things they were doing the opposite i agree and now it just got to a point where it's just like enough is enough i mean then they try to go back and um reenact the legion of boom that's why i think they went and got adams he's supposed yep. to be like cam chancellor all over again and then it's like this Nah, they just waste the over. money. Yeah, it just waste all the over trade, the place, man. The it's all over the place. So luckily, they can fix it. Like it, it is fixable. We just don't know what it is until the off season. I love Russ, and again, it ain't no problem. Russ can't play, but I think Russ deserves for what he did for the organization to move forward in his career. And I, I do love the options he got. And they're talking about going to New Orleans as well. If he goes to Shit. New Orleans with Sean Payton and Mike Thomas stays, you might be able to get. Russell Wilson and Mike Thomas at a value in next year's draft almost win it from the beginning. I, I can't even tell you what that offense. I don't see like Mike Thomas. Guys. I don't see Mike Thomas staying. But uh, if Russ does go to New Orleans, I could definitely see OBJ going to New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm he's contemplating going home, and honestly, right. that may be the reason why he didn't go. Because to go home, you go home to stay. You don't right. go home for a year and then and then go to whoever has the most money again. So maybe he didn't go to them now to see what they're going to do in the offseason as far as quarterback is concerned mm -hmm. and then with that being said that'll also put winston on the market who had them boys at five and two before he got hurt so yeah, but winston would be a backup i mean i don't i mean he, he showed enough that he still has the chops to be a starter it, it would just be where, where? could he fit that's <laughs> what i'm saying it would be a matter of where could he fit yeah i'll tell you this much if i'm the carolina panthers if none of those other veterans want to come to me he's better than what i got he's definitely better than what you got so maybe that offense could you know be on the uptick. I mean, I can tell you right now, he'd be the best quarterback that DJ Moore ever had throwing the ball to. So, and, and he consistently put up thousand yard seasons. Maybe you put a Winston in that type of a situation, then you aren't spending all your money at the QB spot. You can go ahead and continue to rebuild that defense, and you know you're you're back on the back on the saddle again. This offseason is going to tell the tale for a lot of teams. Last couple of matchups that we have. Chiefs beat up on the Steelers 36 to 10. Broncos lost to the Raiders 17 to 13. And the Cowboys 
just completely trounced the uh, Washington football team 56 to 14. And I want to say they, they kind of put in all their second stringers in like third quarter or something like that. It was they could have put up 70 points on them boys, but I've never seen a division game this far out of whack as far as the scoring is concerned. Good job, Cowboys. Washington, don't even bother to look at this tape. Burn the game film and move on smartly is all I got for, for that one. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Real quick, I'm going to go run down these guys. Uh, the Bronco game, get Melvin going out the game and let Javonta go. Um, Facts. Watching this game made me learn that it's time for them to go ahead and let that young boy go. It's probably week 17. Let's go ahead and see what you got. You know what I mean? So I definitely think you should go ahead and let him be the guy that's handling most of the carries in that game. But Taylor Heineke played like his head was in a cloud. Coming off COVID, he said he was having problems with his condition, having trouble breathing, just moving laundry around his house. I don't think he was like 100%. Not 100%. Nah, being in that game, man, like. And it, and, it, and it showed like early on. He, when I, why I was like, man, he gonna come out and stink. I, he gonna come out and do something crazy. And first drive, he threw a pick. I mean, it was a good play on the ball by Diggs, but it's just like this ain't this ain't what it is. Ben Roethlisberger, please, man, it's time to go. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it. You're Hall of Famer. You have done your job. Kudos. But not only you, you about to leave, but you you seem like you about to get people jobs in jeopardy. And it's right. like my cousin, the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, actually. He's actually family for real. Your job is going to be in danger, sir. And maybe at next year's family union, I'll talk to you about it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you hate shit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you, like, it, it's time for him to go. Or, you know, he's going to cost some people some jobs around there, man. The kid Harris, you got this talent in the backfield. You can't really let him, he can't Wait, deploy him. You know, he, he had a, a wasted year pretty much. And this guy's going to be pretty good, I think, moving forward. Um, Claypool took a step back. You know, everybody's looking at Claypool to take that step forward. This Facts. Year. Yep. You know what I mean? So the offense is struggling. It's hurting. And it's also hurting the defense, I think, also because they're on the field a lot more. Yep. T.J. Watt just seemed like he can't get his body back together fully. They went Devin Bush, too. He, I don't think he's 100% yet. I, you know what? Losing this guy, too, was key. Not only people don't talk about him, but I think losing the Hargrave kid was a big piece of this team. Yes. From yes. South Carolina State. Because look how they're horrible against the run. Teams are just running down their throat. You know what I mean? So... Sometimes you lose those big boys up front, man. These are the things that, you know, come behind that. So and they're not just walking around, you know, like running backs are. You just can't go find them boys on trees. Nah, man. Them like I mean, that's Bill. Anybody can go, right? That's what we think. And Bill Belichick's mind, when it's time for you to get paid, you can see there's the door. But one person he always kept there, Vince Wilford. <laughs> yeah. Year after year after year after year. Two things gonna be the same. Tom Brady, Vince Wilford. I got those two guys, everybody else can go. You know what I'm saying? So basically what I mean by that is that's the quarterback on that other side of the field, man. Against that run, man. It ain't uh, it's not pretty. The stats not gonna show it. You're not gonna have no sacks. Right. But man, you being in the middle, causing that disruption, it helps, man. So if two O linemen have to account for two, one defensive sure. lineman, now right. now you have the numbers. So Right. Especially when you run it real quick, when you run a three four defense. The nose guard is the most important person on the team. I mean, yeah, you got these linebackers running around making tackles, but as long as you can keep them clean, their jerseys clean. I mean, Ray Lewis showed you that. If you recall back in the day, yeah, when he had Sarah Goosa uh-huh. and he had Sam Adams, he was running around with yeah, his head on fire. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But then when those guys retired and left the next year, he got injured the next year. Because now you're having these guards and centers getting their hands on you. 
they moving to that man and they coming to you on the next level putting their hands on you so it's a difference when you got those big fat boys in front of you and you can just run freely and make all the tackles yeah i think with the organization they just got an opening wallet like yeah they signed tj watt but that's an anomaly we've seen it with bell we've seen it with several other players antonio brown but also your boy that went to the titans he, he got a bag from the titans because pittsburgh oh, Dupree. Bud Dupree. Dupree. Yeah, Bud Dupree, yeah. So I think philosophically they got to change the organization, how they run things, because like you said, they can fix this. Like I just looked at the defense van as you was just like naming, you know, the whole situation over there. Believe it or not, they got some pieces. It's more or less they still got to continue to get young on the defensive front of the ball. And they got to just, you know, honestly invest in getting coordinated, by the way. You know? No, I don't. And that's the weird part, too, is that I don't think that's like they're playing out a scheme with what they have and the personnel that they have Right. right to that point. I'm tired of seeing real quick, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they were saying about a couple guys who go interview for the job. And it was, of course, um, Leftwich was a guy. I understand that. Right. But then Bottom he had with the Tampa Bay. Then he then had, had Jim um, Caldwell. And then it, it was Caldwell. And then um, I didn't see a third. It was, yeah, it was another guy. I'm like, Peter, oh, Doug, uh, Doug Peterson, Peterson, right? Doug Peterson, like, yeah. See one thing about his NFL, I'm, it's just like a revolving door. Like, <laughs> I would like to see his last get his get his get an opportunity though. That that he wouldn't be a retread. I mean, and he's put together some offenses before Tom Brady got there. So. I understand left which as far as he's a Jacksonville Jaguar guy, but yeah, man, that part too. Yeah, he's not even in the top five of offensive coordinators that deserve a shot. I mean, That's Eric the enemy, Eric the enemy. What are we yeah. talking yeah. about? Like this right, guy has been right. doing this for the forever, and nobody's calling. It it makes absolutely zero sense. And you got Caldwell and Peterson. It's like y'all haven't seen them in their last twenty jobs. That's true. What have you what, what have you seen the last twenty jobs they had that make you think this is the guy to bring in? It's, it's just I don't get it. The year at the year. I honestly like the left wedge move. Man. I'm big no, on that. I, think- I, I like it because he's a home guy. But other than that. For what? I, I like it for the fact that not like like to Van's point, he did it in Arizona. Now he's doing it with Tampa, and he had Arians as to, you know to be an understudy to right. to learn the game of football. This is entirely his offense. Whereas Bieniemy, though he's the offensive coordinator, we have to be honest to say Andy Reid still has control over that offense, and he implements a lot of he has a lot of. It, it's no, it's no on. different though. I mean, Andy no, Reid not calling plays. Leftwich is by himself. It ain't Arians telling him what to do. It's Leftwich calling the plays for its entirety. Where Bienemy, I think he's phenomenal. I do think he's well deserving. He's three years past due. I think this is to my last point is telling because him and Tom Brady is the same age, and Tom Brady looks at Leftwich as a coach. And this man has several Super Bowl rings. We already we know Tom Brady's accolades, but he looks to him as a coach he don't say left which he don't say anything else he acknowledges him as a coach and he takes after his you know his tutelage and i think that says big for you know being able to lead a locker room for left which as well too so i think that would be that'd be a great offense that would help rejuvenate lawrence and then they're going to get etn back and as well as james robinson to, for the run game all that being said they win three games because everybody looks good when you got lebron as your player you know what I mean? David Black. Remember him? <laughs> yeah. You know. The, um, he had Winston, and they was throwing – he was in the 5,000 club. I know yeah, he but, went 30 for 30. Right. But, but see – but that offense is different than this offense right here, though. 
Don't you know what I mean? They had to switch it up a little bit to fit Tom Brady more. You know, the Bruce Arian offense is more vertical, pushing the ball downfield. Like the mm-hmm. fact that he could create an offense surrounded by what was going to make his best player, I guess, their best. That, that kind of also, fit in that kind of what they need for that yeah, type of a team. Right. But I think that's more of a testament to Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady was like, look, I like this, 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 and this. We need to do this. You know what I mean? Not, not, and I'm not taking anything away from Leftwich, but it's easy to look good when you got the best doing it. Yeah. I mean, LeBron has won championships with a bunch of rookie coaches. Yeah. Where are they now? What is Tyrone Lue doing? What is David Black doing? Where's the Brown? Uh, what is he doing? And then, the, then you got the guy in Miami. Spolster. No. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Spolster. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, we all look great with LeBron James. And I think that's one of these things. You look good with Tom Brady. Look how many offensive coordinators have got checks off of Tom Brady in New England. Tampa's defense, even though they give up a lot of yards, they're very proficient in as to allowing people not to score. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Patriots. So more or less, it was just a perfect marriage. Same thing with Leftwich. If he wasn't inherit the Jaguars, believe it or not, the Jaguars still have a ton of pieces on defense side of the ball. A lot of them are hurt in on IR, but that's to a point you get a good coordinator to that marriage. I think they can win five to seven games. Is that a lot? No, but it's Jacksonville, so we don't don't expect them to be a, a playoff team and Lawrence benefited from a spread offense so you give him a spread coordinator and my person is, I think it's simple math for me for him to get back to where we thought he would be when he came into the NFL see I'd rather see a Byron Leftwich type with the Jaguars and if Eric B is going to get his opportunity I'd rather see him somewhere like um, Chicago or somewhere like that's that. That's what I was. Th- oh my god, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. For the enemy, I wouldn't want his first job for for whatever reason. He's painted in in a different light than than other coordinators, but I wouldn't want his first job to be in a Jaguars type situation. We got to remember, Chicago was a playoff team with hardly any offense. So if he gets in there and he kicks that offense in the behind and then the defense can actually do what they've always done, I think that could be a quick turnaround. Left which I think he would have a little bit more leeway because for whatever reason, his name hasn't kind of like lost that luster, if you will. Also, if things didn't go right with the Jaguars, I think that he would still be given another opportunity. For whatever reason, it's been hard enough for the enemy to even get an opportunity. So to think that he would get another, it's probably unlikely. So I would kind of want him to go somewhere where he can make a quick turnaround. I don't I don't want to see the enemy in Chicago. Would you I prefer to see him, you prefer see see him with in, the Jags or somewhere else completely different? Like New York. If they were to get Giants. Russell Wilson, I, I want to see him with a nice veteran quarterback, you know what I'm okay. saying, and let him employ his stuff. Like, I don't want to see him with, with Fields. I just don't. I don't. You I don't see anybody make, getting fired that he could take over, other than Chicago, obviously. You see anybody else getting fired that he might be able to take over for? <sighs> you think they're going to fire their coach? I mean, they they actually have been – you got to know the level of talent that you got. You really don't Dan have Campbell any guys. I like Dan Campbell. He, that's yeah, I don't think he's going to get fired. I don't want to see Benny go to a team that's trying to bring in another rookie, or I don't want to see him in Chicago. I don't want to see him in uh, Carolina. What if he went to the Broncos and brought a veteran quarterback with him? Or the Texans. I'm sorry to throw that or out. Did, yeah, yeah, true. I don't want to I see mean, him down there either. That, that's they don't that's have a big turnaround, though. I mean, the they Texans don't, they don't have anything. I want to see they him. They got grab. picks, though. Don't, don't sleep on them picks. They're going to have a lot more, too, when Watson go wherever he's going. He's a great quarterback coach. He's, I think, just as pivotal to Patrick Mahomes' uh, success than anybody else. He, so I don't, I don't mind him teaching somebody because he actually did. He's a big influence to 
where Mahomes is today as far as what he so I think that bodes well if he has uh yeah but I'm, I'm going I'm going to give Andy Reid more of that credit than anything because everybody know Andy Reid is a kind of a quarterback whisperer I mean the enemy is a former running back in the league his football IQ though is not vindictive of Nagy's offense this kid could grasp an offense similar to Texas Tech Mahomes which was another big debate in this offseason because he scored just as high as Mahomes if not higher than Mahomes in that uh, aptitude test they do for the NFL mm-hmm. Which is telling because it shows it you the a lot of elite quarterbacks. Yeah, because Herbert excelled in it. Pat Mahomes did. Justin Fields, I think, scored higher than both. So he's football smart. I just don't think we're seeing that obviously. But, but in that again, system. in that in that wonderlick test, it doesn't always translate. I'm talking about how you can assimilate information, process a playbook. I mean, still intangibles at the end of the day. But Justin Fields is a remarkable quarterback. Because who's, who's smarter than Dan Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, <laughs> you talking about right. brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Wonderlick scores like these are. But then Ivy it goes League to intangibles, guy. though. Yeah, that's fine, but then it goes to intangibles. And other than arm, what else can we say about him? He's been a statue for most of his career. And when he does go to run, he get his ass fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think, I love Fitzpatrick. That's I think favorite. just too much is put into in, into that, man. Like, Oh, yeah, I don't think because you pass a Wonderlick test. We've seen other players who did not do so well. Right. What I'm saying, I think, as far as his intangibles, and where he is at as far as a quarterback is just like Trubisky. When they t- took the reins from Nagy for those games in the second half of those games, Trubisky did really well. It was no denying that. Same thing with this year. Nagy stopped calling the plays, and Justin Fields looks better than what we would, we saw from him early on in the season. And I think that's a good spot for like Eric Bain because the defense is going to be there. They're getting a lot of their key star players back. I just thought about something. We're going to wrap up with this. I want your thoughts on this. What if Eric Bieniemy went to the Raiders? They need a head coach. They have a veteran QB. And actually, that was one of the teams that Devontae Adams was considering because he wanted to play. If he couldn't play with Aaron Rodgers, he wanted to play with his old college quarterback again, which is Derek Carr. Not to mention the fact that if you put Renfro, who's been on a tear as of late, you put Renfro in, in there with the Adams with him, that's going to be Waller. Uh, with Waller. You got Waller, Adams, Renfro. Carr and Eric B. Enemy to kind of put together whatever that playbook would look like, that may be the spot for him to go. And he, I don't think he would have to worry about, you know, if, if you don't look as good as you will eventually look this next year, you don't have to worry about being fired or anything because they're going to kind of be looking to settle down their team a little bit. So whoever their next coach is, he's going to be there for at least three or four years unless something Gruden-esque happens. So to wrap it up, what are your thoughts on that move? If they can get Devontae Adams, sure. You know what I'm saying? If you can get Adams with that, yeah, I love it. It would make more sense then, but I I just, I don't know, man. Back to Levowich (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) There's too many guys in front of him, man. I think of OCs. I could think of four guys probably off the top of my head that should get a job for him. I I like to that point. I think think, uh, Kellen Moore would be a better choice. This is on my GM. Trash. This is on my GM. I was bigging up Kellen Moore a couple uh, shows ago, but compared to Leftwich, I don't know about that. Ugh, I mean, what are we going off of? I'm going by as far as the how the offense is evolved. You talking about weapons? Like I saw they- Leftwich do this with what they had in the Arizona with the Cowboys. You got three number one receivers. 
two starting running backs, and now Schultz, who's playing out of his mind as well. It's like it's a gimme that your offense is going to be good. And I even say nothing about Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not like he didn't have any weapons in Arizona. He did have a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Arizona. He had an old ass Fitzgerald. <laughs> I mean, old, Fitzgerald been old for a long time. <laughs> but he's only. But at some point, he just became he became a thousand yard receiver with a couple touchdowns. I mean, I've seen that. I've seen him have good offenses with less. Kellen Moore throughout his entire you know tenure with them because he was a quarterback's coach first. He's had plethora a bevy of weapons. I'm not saying Moore isn't a great uh, offensive coordinator, but I just think we did, we can't look at it because oh Tom Brady is there. No, we got to look at it for what that offense is able to do as a whole because Arians, before, if Arians was the court that actually had a say on the offense, it's a proven track worker going back from Carson Palmer and even Andrew Luck that all his all his uh, players throws tons of interceptions. Leftwich simplified Arians' concepts and just implemented so much and kind of added to what he does that it's not even the same offense. Just don't it's still give, a vertical concept. Yeah, but well, I'm going to close it out with this, man. Don't give Leftwich so much credit in Arizona because he's Arizona. He wasn't calling no plays, man. We all know that was Arians. Nah, Bruce Arians. Are you, you kidding mean, me? Uh, no, I'm not kidding you. When, when he you didn't, get off this, you're going to look it up and you're like, oh, snap, he did call this. Nah, man. Arians' was, hands was all in the pot in Arizona, man. Believe so that. So who you think was who, was who helped Kellen Moore get to where he was? He wasn't calling plays by himself. Garrett was right there holding his hand. McCarthy just let him start calling plays by himself. Yeah, but Garrett ain't been in a couple years. Garrett was calling the plays, yeah, but not anymore. So it's say like we're talking about the same people if what you're saying is, is true. I'm no, but he's on the same team. I'm not giving credit for Arizona's success, is what I'm saying. Like now, I mean so, the Cowboys in the last couple of years has been Kellen Moore's team. Okay, and the Tampa Bay for the last two years have been Leftwich team. Yeah, playing same with amount the, of time. Playing with the, the best football player of all time. Who's Dak Prescott? If Tess Prescott didn't he's hurt not his Tom ankle, Brady. he would have had the crazy season. He's not Tom Brady, not, sir. It's an improvement. Had he not broke his ankle, Prescott would have broke all types of records. He was on a he was in another stratosphere above what Brady has ever done as far as the beginning of a season. So you he's can't not, say that he's he not Tom Brady. Dak man. Prescott go crazy before he hurt himself. He's not Tom Brady, sir. Oh God! That, that, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't care what Dak would have broke. Okay, we talking about playoff. We talking about playoffs or winning games. I'm, he's I'm just. Hey, I'm talking about in period. I'm talking about getting out the bed. He's not Tom Brady, man. Okay, <laughs> I, think, I think you got this thing with Tom Brady. This, this he, he, he's the Tom greatest playoff. No, I, I'm listen here. He's the greatest playoff of all time. Okay, I'm I've not, seen Peyton Manning on the Broncos, and after he won one Super Bowl, he was a fraction of himself. Am I going to still think Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning? No. Well, no Dak no. Prescott is one of the elite quarterbacks. We, we, we can't compare Peyton Manning to Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady, 44 years old, and this is in the MVP conversation. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? Okay, but Dak Prescott would have been MVP <laughs> last year. So what are we talking we, about? We can't. He just, a, just, you just was talking about what he did last night. We can't talk did about. Did he just do that last night? No, I, I didn't bring up last night at all. Okay, well, I'm bringing it up. We uh, just saw what this kid just did last night. We're not going to give him his props? That's, that's He had a good game. A good game. We're talking about, he's not, is he in the MVP running? Of course he's quick. not. That's oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no. oh, 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 oh. But Tom Brady no. ain't no See, MVP this year. What do you mean? Is he in the MVP running, sir? 
Simple yes or no. That's suffice. Aaron Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. Is Tom Brady in the MVP conversation? No. Hell yes, no. he is. What football you been watching? Aaron Rodgers to me clear. It's no, clear. no. I believe Aaron Rodgers will. Taylor is Aaron Rodgers, and if you want, let's throw Tom Brady. No, so, oh, not if you want. He's not beating out either, two, either one. Okay, not that's see so you again. Y'all boys be all over the place. I say he is he in the MVP okay. conversation. That's what I he's said. He's in the conversation. Cool. Is he likely to? Win? My response. No, he's not going. No, he's not going to win it this That's year. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win it. But is he in the Aaron conversation? Rodgers. Okay. Yes, he's in the conversation. Is Dak Prescott in the conversation? No, because he's been hurt. I rest my case. Because he's been hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's forty-four years old, man. You should not be forty-four year old. Forty-four years old considered the best at anything in a professional sport. Cody was like okay. a football. Okay, okay. Now, you, you put the caveat on that. I was about to say forty-four ain't that old now. <laughs> name another player. <laughs> name another player in professional sports that was considered the best at what he does in that sport. I'm sure. I ain't talking about like. I ain't, yeah, I about to say, I ain't talking about Gretzky. I'm, I ain't. You know what I mean? I'm talking about football, basketball. You know, you know them baseball players age well too. But I don't even right. think baseball had people that older. To be honest, yeah, I'm talking about football and basketball. Like, come on, man. That's why what LeBron James yeah. is doing is so crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, wow. Because what he the closest you got is um, what's your boy? Um, damn, I can see his face. I can't. And I Kobe can't. Bryant in his latter years, he was considered. He wasn't an MVP caliber player no more. What's your boy that crazy. jumped over the Russian dude? Dunked over him. The Russian dude. Uh, yeah, Vince yeah. Carter. Vince Carter. That that's about the oldest NBA player I could think of that still yeah, kind of. But Tom Brady is in the MVP conversation. Yes, yeah. bananas. Bananas. Yeah. He's not gonna win it this year. I don't think Jonathan Taylor gonna win it. But I, I actually think, think Stafford is is has the same footing as far as MVP conversation is concerned as Tom. But Aaron Aaron Rodgers is. If it ever went to a running back, this would be the year to do it. But Aaron Rodgers, possibly last year in Green Bay, the NFL likes storylines and they like to stir the pot. For you to get rid of an MVP for a GM, you know what kind of story that's going to be for like years to come, regardless of what the outcome is, regardless of whether he goes to another team and does an excellent job, or regardless of whether he goes to another team and is absolute garbage. The fact that he was an MVP for your team and had the best record in the NFL. And you chose to keep your GM over your MVP quarterback. That could be kind of puts Green Bay in the same scenario as a lot of these other teams that never seem to get back to where they used to be. Um, it's going to put them way behind the eight ball. But we'll let me about to wrap it up. How that goes? But they're talking about the MVP race right now. Aaron Rodgers is first. Tom Brady is second. I mean, I don't know what to say. And don't get me yeah, wrong, I, I mean, I'm not a big Tom Brady fan. I didn't have Tom Brady as the best. When people were saying he was the best quarterback of all time, I didn't give it to him until the Atlanta Super Bowl. That's right. when I said that he got it. You know what I'm saying? I always been a Joe Montana guy. Well, see, Tom but, Brady's uh, my favorite player. That's why I stayed out of the conversation because I know but, I'm biased. But once he came back to Atlanta, <laughs> I was like, this is. He the man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, yeah, man, when you, Joe. When you can put up more points than a half than some teams put up in a game and to come back. Yeah, right. and then not only that, but to go to a new city, new team, new players, new faces in the year of COVID. So you didn't even have the offseason that you could have or right. should have had right. and, and, and to win the ship. No one else has had to win that way. But still, right. no one else can say that they won that and way. And no so. knock on Leftwich again. But what I'm saying is it's so much easier to do when you have these 
generational talents, these players that you don't come across ever, it's easier, a whole lot easier to do your job. I don't know. If, if I put up 5,000 yards with Winston and I can still do it with Tom Brady, I, that's the, my whole point. I, it's nothing about Tom Brady. I'm talking about offense. I put up 5,000 with, with Winston. I put up near 5,000 with Brady. What's I'm the but, though? That's my only, only – ain't no remark. That's it. No, 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 no. With that 5,000. 5, almost 5,000. What, what was in that? What's the, what's the thing people always talk about? 30 for 30. <laughs> Come on. It don't matter. That's the quarterback. See, but then, uh, like you said, it, it gets it easier matter. when you get this. When you get the legend. When you get this this Girl. mythical quarterback, right? The whole Girl. point is offensive yards, total yards. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, five thousand with Winston. Don't matter if he went thirty for thirty. That's great. Tom Brady able to do near five thousand and have better, you know, statistics. That's great. That's that's my only point. Look at man, you, you you're not about to sell me on five thousand. If thirty picks come <gasps> along with it. I okay, mean, I'm but that's the cool fault is that the play caller or the quarterback? Like, yeah, yo, this running back, yo, he had 1,500 yards, but he had 30 fumbles. Okay, Come on, man. but that's he, the player. But he had 1,500 yards, though. No. Is that the player or the coach? You ask us to answer questions, it's, but is that the player it, or the it, coach? It could be a collective of both because if you're a coach, you, you're supposed to put your players in the best position to succeed. So he, so he, he wasn't putting Winston in a position to succeed. I don't know. Now doing it for Brady? Nah, if I'm going I didn't by say what that. you're saying. Nah, but you could tell that's not this is not the Bruce Arians offense we're looking at, sir. You know that this, exactly. This, this not Bruce Arians. The Thank Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, the playoff round last year with the Buccaneers did, and Super Bowl showed that it was a tweak to that thing. That thing started looking like New England. Am I wrong, Zay? Did you watch the Super Bowl and say this look like New England? You know how you know how like you watch Scooby Doo and they pull the mask off. <laughs> and I thought I thought uh, <laughs> I thought McDaniel's is like, oh, it's him. You know what I mean? I thought he's gonna be there. It did, what what about am I wrong? Am I seeing this wrong? No. So the, the way the way I saw it was, or the way I look, looked at it was, no. You, just you real quick, because I know we're going over. Did it look New England esque? Yeah, the, the, the okay. whole year it did because. <laughs> Tom, Tom, okay. well, well, here, no, no. Here's the thing: you you don't bring in that. a quarterback like Tom Brady or okay. a quarterback okay. like Aaron Rodgers, whatever team Aaron Rodgers goes to. Yeah. You think he's gonna leave all the plays that he was good at uh, completing <laughs> in, in, in Green Bay? That, right. That's not the way that works. But that doesn't mean that whatever team he goes to, that the 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 OC is not capable of doing their job. It just means that when you got a guy that's good at something, why would you be so prideful to say that we're gonna strip you all the way down and make you completely me? It's a give and take. Here's what I'll say to Joe's point: We talk about how good it makes Byron Leftwich look to have Tom Brady. But how about we look at the fact that it literally makes him a better quarterback to be able to be in the same room with such an offensive mind. And there are things that he couldn't have known about NFL offenses that now that he's been with Tom Brady for two years, that he makes him actual better coach. So, I mean, you can look at that from, from either way. So, I do see both of your points. Why am I the voice of reason today? What the hell? So, I, I, no, I do see both I, of your points. I mean, point. it's not even a reason. I mean, I'm just saying, like, left which I mean, like, I'm just not, like, one of those people in line to be like, you know, you did something so great. No, and I'm not saying that he's yeah. great, but I think he deserves a shot. I, I'll put it that way. Only in Jacksonville. People who've done less no have gotten place. a shot. I'll put only, it that way. Only in Jacksonville. Only because he's... A Jacksonville guy, I could see that. But other than that, I don't see why. 
there's so many other Courtney's in front of him. I think that is better off. Yeah, and, and we, we even talked about uh, Greg Roman. Um, the enemy, Roman, Dev, uh, the, the, uh, the, the kid in Dabble, uh, the, Buffalo. Yeah, Dabble, Dabble or whatever right. his name, Dabble or whatever. And, and Belichick said, and Belichick gave him some praise. He was like, "Man, this dude can coach anything." He said, "When you're talking about a coach that you know, you got some coaches that specialize in you know mm-hmm. certain." He said, "Nah, he's a coach. He he could just whatever." You know what I'm saying? He's that good. These guys, I think, should be in line before him. I'm just saying, from what I've seen, I'm taking. I, I, dabble. I think it's six in one half and half a dozen in the other. It's just going to depend on your current personnel and yeah. the type of offense that you want to run because they they run very different styles of offense. So it, it may just boil down to the players that you have, and and do you have a a Godwin, a Evans, right. a Gronk, a Brady? A Brady or if if you don't have those guys, that left wing style of offense ain't gonna go. So if Chicago's looking for a a a coach, they should go to dabble or um, be enemy before I I look at Leftwich. Just I just drop my odds. I just drop my odds. Leftwich in Jacksonville over under is five games. Oh no, Uh -uh. ain't no way. Because he would. He would. Those are my odds. Five games. Nah, and I'm going with the under. <laughs> and I know we're wrapping up, but I kind of feel like you just been petty. And the nah, reason I'm, I'm gonna saying a, that, I'm being a hundred. Let, right let, let me explain myself. Let me explain myself. The reason I say that is because you were the one that told us that first year coaches are less likely to get fired. And I don't see him doing anything like what Urban Meyer did. So even no. if he didn't win a single game, I don't see him getting fired in year I one never, for who, that team. Again, what are you talking about, bro? I never said he would get fired his first year. I, didn't I thought that. you said he would be fired in his first five games. Maybe I misunderstood. No, I said over under as far as wins. Oh, I thought he, you said he would be. No. Okay, okay, I, I misunderstood. No, I said my just put my odds out. The over under is five, and I'm going with you. under five I, I thought wins. You said he, he would only be given five games, and then he'd be out. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about he he'll get less than five wins. Okay. if he took over the Jacksonville job. 10-4. But honestly, though, think about how much of an improvement that would be. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, exactly. you got to start somewhere. What's their record right now? I think they got two wins. Yeah, they got two because they, they were put back into the first draft position when Detroit won the game. So they can only have two wins so right now. If if I, okay, mistaken. so if I'm going under five, it's not much of an improvement. It's doubling their wins. <laughs> so I'm curious, how many wins Kevin Moore going to have? <laughs> Greg, the enemy, the same with the that's a that's a that's a, oh, that's a what a, a, a 200% increase yeah I'm telling you stock yeah for sure I love it the return on investment would be great then yeah hell yeah no way. fuck around and get the six I'm just saying I'm like, you, it wouldn't be good for nobody else and he's a black man Jaguar, don't get it twisted man I'm, I'm rooting for my brothers man They just, I want them to get jobs especially head coaching jobs but I just think he need to get in line, man. I just don't. I don't I'm sorry. I just think it's it, me as an owner. But, but you know what, too, it's I'm a lot of coaches else. that wouldn't want to go to the Jaguars. The fact that they would have someone who wants to be there as much as they want him there, I don't even know if Eric Bieniemy would accept this job. Wasn't he offered no. the job and they didn't? And they, he he was like, "Nah, I'm good." I'm not sure if he's. I don't think he was offered, but it was somewhere he was offered the job and he was like, "Nah, I'm not hopping into that." Again, spot. this is the only job that fits for him. There's no other team. No, for for Leftwich. There's no other team. They definitely go to Oakland. Oh, I can. I mean, I can. I can. I can see that though. But that that's exactly why I'm willing to bet. Nobody else is going to interview this guy. Anybody willing to take this bet? Leftwich. Yeah, he's not going to interview at no other team. 
I could. I mean, it's possible. It's only thirty-two teams, and the majority of them don't want a new coach. So, but if he's like what we're saying, wouldn't somebody else bring him in? Not necessarily. It's all about fit. Right. Yeah, the Jags a bus. I don't. Saying. I don't. I don't see him fitting with certain teams the way I could see him possibly. You just bought up the Raiders. Way. Well, yeah. I mean, but no. I said the enemy would be a better fit there because you remember you were saying that you know wanting a veteran quarterback. I don't. I don't think Leftwich would kind of fit with Vegas. To be honest with you, the only reason Jag, only reason he's getting an interview is because he's a Jag. That's it. That's, no That's cool. But when yeah. you mix, when you mix someone wanting to see, here's the thing about it, right? It's an open job, but that don't. Mean, you had to go find Urban. There was nobody in the NFL for all intents and purposes that even wanted the job. So I guess what I'm saying is, at the end of the day. If you can find the fit between a guy that could be good, could be bad. Who knows? Hell, he can't be much worse than the other coaches you've had. Oh, guys going to take the job, bro. That's what I'm saying. You know, the guys that they bought in, they didn't take them. But it's only 32 jobs available. I agree. So these guys, are, I mean, if why would Caldwell go interview? Why would Peterson go interview? Like, People oh, Carl, Caldwell, I can see him taking it for yeah, sure. And actually, Caldwell may, may not be a bad choice because, like I said, he, he took the Lions from being where the Jaguars are right now to being a, a 500 team. It, that's step one. Maybe you don't hire the coach that ends up taking you to the mountaintop. You just hire the coach that gets you out the gutter for now. I mean, m- most coaches don't stick around for but, you know, so many years anyway. So. Maybe they aren't necessarily looking for the guy that's going to take them over the top, but I think a a, a Caldwell would be – he has the temperament to not allow where you are right now to keep him from working his ass off every day to at least get you to serviceable, to at least get you to the point of any given Sunday. Right now with the Jaguars, it's not even it's not even an any given Sunday situation. They just they can't beat most teams. And I think mm-hmm. Caldwell can kind of get them there. I think Leftwich can get them to that any given Sunday level as well. And then what happens from there? I don't think either one of them are going to coach a championship team as far as building it from the ground up. Right. And as a head coach. But sorry, Joe. Byron's not the answer, man. <laughs> and with that being said, we will speak to you guys again on Thursday evening after this coming week. I believe this is, for all intents and purposes, one of the last weeks as far as fantasy football is concerned, based on the fact that uh, if you're in a championship, you're pretty much there with the guys that got you there. And if you're still picking up people off the waiver and it's not a COVID situation, then you may be reaching. So we will reconvene on this thursday to kind of round things out and then we'll take a week off and we'll be going to the once a week shows where they'll kind of be topical kind of getting you ready for the off season as far as dynasty is concerned and getting you ready for next season as far as redraft is concerned we out